Welcome to PB and Style, the perfect podcast sandwich where host Andrea Patrick empowers, educates, and encourages you to find your inner influencer and personify their brand. She'll have you tapping into your authentic authority and engaging in a real way. Remember, leadership is a journey, not a destination. Enjoy today's dish. It's me, Andrea Patrick, and you have joined us for another episode of PB and Style, the podcast where we are talking about clarity, consistency, and authenticity of brand. And today with us, we have Miss Melissa Samaru, and we are so excited to talk to her. This is a topic that is near and dear to my heart. It is content marketing. And guys, if you are in business today, it is definitely a podcast you want to listen to. So welcome, Melissa. Thank you so much for being here. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. So we're going to dive right in, but before we get started with the actual questions, I want to share with everybody a little bit about who you are and sort of how we met. Um, and give, I want to give people some encouragement by that because honestly, um, guys, I've spoken about this before. When you reach out to people and you ask for the things you want, sometimes you just might get it. And that mm -hmm. is what happens in this case. I met Melissa on Twitter, right, Melissa? Yep. We were, um, uh, we liked each other and I went and I was like, okay, I am so excited to read about your stuff and I want to hear more about it. And then I asked her just straight out, hey, would you be interested in being um, a guest on my podcast? And thankfully, guys, she said yes. And so we are going to get to take advantage of her knowledge today. But let's talk a little bit about her, who she is and why she's going to be awesome at sharing her answers with us today. Melissa Samaru is a writer and Google and HubSpot certified marketer with experience in content strategy, social media, and campaign management. Let's just stop right there. Let's take a breath. Let's soak it all in because we need all of that, girl, every single thing. <laughs> and just in case you don't get it all on this podcast, which I'm sure you won't because it's just too much to talk about in the few minutes that we have. Melissa also has a blog and you can find it at contentmarketingandmore.net. Believe me when I tell you, it will be on the page with this podcast and you'll be able to click and get to her as much as you need. So welcome again, Melissa. Let's just dive right into some of these questions. So first of all, why don't we share with everybody, what is content marketing? Content marketing is really just sort of a new name that's been given to an old approach. It's just finding people that are already looking for the service or the products that you provide and pitching it to them instead of cold calling or cold emailing. Um, the reason that we use content to do that is that it allows us to sort of develop a relationship with the person and explain the advantages of the service or the product in a way that they're going to respond to, whether that be on your blog, over social media, whatever medium you manage to connect with them through. Mm, see, we need it because I tell people often when I'm coaching them that as much as you build it, they're not gonna come just because mm -hmm. it's there and that people wanna do business with people they know, like, and trust. And I believe, you tell me if I'm wrong, um, 
that content marketing is a way to get people to know you, first of all, then like you, second of all, and then trust you, third of all. And it's just a really good way to build that community of loyal customers and clients that'll be champions for your business. Is that right? It definitely is. And it helps you to stand out in your space, which often can be a crowded one, kind of gives you a personality and some value points that people can take away mm-hmm. and use to compare you to other providers in your area and hopefully come out with the conclusion that you're more knowledgeable or experienced. What would you say to someone who is um, like sort of apprehensive about getting on social media and using these tools to share their content? What, what would you say? I mean, I, cause I've had clients like old school, like mm-hmm. built their business from the ground up and they got their clients from word of mouth and referrals and things of that nature. And I mean, that's great. But in my opinion, when you're ready to take your business to the next level, it's, it, it'll be more difficult to do because you don't have a base. Mm-hmm. So what would you say to those people who don't really believe the hype about social media or content marketing? Well, it does happen often that people are apprehensive about starting with content marketing because it can be a large time investment or a large money investment. And obviously entrepreneurs don't have a lot of either one to spare. Right, right. Um, the thing about digital media is that it is more measurable than the old school methods. That's so, a good point. yeah. So some of the things that people do that they found effective in the past, like direct mail, direct mail used to be a huge thing. It's very hard to measure unless you ask every single customer who comes in, Hey, how did you find out about me? Even in that case, they might have forgotten, you know, they might give you a different answer. They may have heard about you in different ways, but to narrow it down and say, this is the action that actually prompted them to come in is very difficult with something like direct mail, a billboard, radio, all of those things are really hard to measure. Um, Digital marketing gives you the advantage of being able to track every person that comes in, whatever conversions they make and whatever, order value they place so that you can get an idea of how much you're spending versus how much you're bringing in. And so in that way, it seems risky to people because it's new to them, but in that way, it's a lot less risky than a traditional media campaign. That is such a good point. And I never thought Mm -hmm. about it that way. You're absolutely right. And because when I talk to my clients, I tell them that we've got to get the data to, to, to analyze, to figure out what's working, what's not. And I think mm-hmm. that's a good point also because a lot of people are nervous about social media and the use of like paid ads and things of that nature because they don't understand, um, like you said, the data that you get from that, you have to test it. It's not a exact science. So you've got to mm-hmm. figure out your sweet spot. Like what, what were the best words you used? What were the best times of day that you mm-hmm. And I think that using content marketing is a great way to measure. It's really the best way to measure all that stuff because you have the mm-hmm. analytics, like you said. I love it, guys. That's great. I mean, we started off out of the out of the gate with some good stuff, and that wasn't even any of the questions that were on. <laughs> <laughs> oh. We're gonna get guys, to those. Oh my gosh! So gosh, that was like that was gold right there. We hadn't even gotten to the questions. <laughs> Excuse me. Would you say influence? Who would you say influenced your desire to become an entrepreneur? Um, Honestly, I think that 
actually quite a few people in my family are entrepreneurs. We might have that like immigrant mentality of trying to start something for yourself that we got from our parents, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, but really, primarily in the marketing world, you're working constantly. It's a very difficult um, job. Like you say, you're constantly testing things. You're constantly doing new things, seeing what works, what doesn't, justifying that to clients. It can be really stressful. Mm-hmm. And you can lose yourself in that process. Mm-hmm. Um, I really enjoy the part of marketing where we connect with our clients and connect them with the people that really need them. Mm-hmm. The rest of it, I could kind of take or leave. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But I've always seen that um, ability to connect with people in that way. And that's what I really enjoy about it. Mm-hmm. I can definitely relate to what you're saying. Um, I I started off doing all these things. And when I looked back at, like one day I just took stock. I was like, what is it that is really the thing that I love doing most when I work with people? And it was what you said. I love helping them connect those dots to like who I am and who wants what I have and how can Mm -hmm. I attract them to that? And that's what drew me to the industry of marketing as well. So we have that in common. So what are some challenges that you see people facing in your industry today, Um, whether it be um, someone like me who's another marketer, because as you know, there are so many facets of marketing. Mm -hmm. So um, in the industry itself, what are some challenges that you see us facing or other people facing? Well, marketing is really trendy right now, especially content marketing, and that sort of makes it harder for everyone. There are a lot of people out there offering services that maybe they're not qualified to provide or that maybe aren't appropriate for the client, and that sours the client on marketing as a general. Mm -hmm. So I feel like that's part of our challenge, and then another part of that challenge, when we talk about social media, it used to really be possible to create groups and connect with people um, organically through social media, obviously Facebook, Twitter, all of the social media channels have realized that and their goal now is to make money off of those things. So they have naturally made it harder for you to reach people, especially without spending money. And even if you are spending money on say Facebook ads, you know, there was a time where you could spend a few dollars a day. Unfortunately now to be competitive with those kind of ads, you're looking at a very large budget. Mm-hmm. So I think that can be um, challenging for people, especially entrepreneurs and small businesses that are looking to connect with regular people. Right, right. How do you, how do we begin to overcome that? You know, um, when you have someone, whether they're a seasoned entrepreneur who's now trying to get into content marketing or social media, or you're a brand new, like brand new entrepreneur who just like hung their flag out. How are you, how are we able to overcome that given that $5 a day just won't get it anymore? I mean, I just had this conversation last night with someone um, and how I was frustrated with Facebook myself because when you're trying to help someone along, number one, they're already skeptical about the process because it's Mm -hmm. new and it's scary. But number two, the tactics that used to work, um, because they're coming into it still with the mindset thinking, well, I can do a cheap, I can do $5 a day and still reach what I'm trying to reach, but as a marketer, you know that you need a budget. Like there have, you have to have a true budget. And if your budget is small, you have to manage your expectations to in line to you know line up with that small budget and know that your 
your $50 a week or $200 a month is not necessarily going to get you the extra thousand people on your email list and that, you know, we've got a man. How do we overcome that? I think as marketers, we have to set reasonable expectations for people. And that can be hard for us because that can get in the way of a sale that can cause customers to be skeptical, whatever it might be. But it's best to sort of lead with the truth in these situations. Um, because even if, you know, you do go forward with a small budget, you're not going to have a lot of success. Mm-hmm. So it's sort of self-defeating in that way. As entrepreneurs, um, the same things, the same principles really apply here as they do in brick and mortar service. Um, the same reasons that people shop at a small mom and pop kind of store instead of Walmart, they want better service. They want to support a small entrepreneur, that kind of thing. So creating that narrative for yourself um, can really help you connect with people like for example, Etsy. People like to go on Etsy. They feel like they're supporting a small independent merchant, whatever it might be. Right. Um, so small businesses have to try and create a more authentic kind of narrative with people instead of just ads. And that's where you can really win because the large companies tend to serve more ads than narrative. Mm-hmm. That's starting to shift now. But by being authentic and connecting with those people. So on Facebook, that often means joining groups, starting conversations, participating in conversations, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. those kind of things so that you're actually adding something to the conversation to make someone say, Hey, you know, they really seem like they know what they're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the hard part is managing those expectations when you don't have the budget. It's really, it's, it's difficult. Mm-hmm. What is a good budget? So let's say we, you know, we came into this deal. We know that, okay, in order for me to, well, before I even get to that question, because you mentioned something that I feel is very important and I wanted to make sure we touched on again and like mm-hmm. I really sat down in that subject for a second, but you talked about uh, creating a narrative that's authentic. And my aspect of marketing is helping people understand the importance of having a brand identity that is authentic, that is clear and consistent Um, at the same time because of that same reason. People, like Mm -hmm. I said, want to do business with people they know, like, and trust. But before they can even get to that point to create that narrative, don't you think it's important that they even understand what that narrative is, you know, by way of- Absolutely. Who am I as a brand? What is is my brand about? What do I want people to know about me? And how does what I share with them connect? What are those touch points with them that they will, you know, kind of hold on to and want to know more about me. Don't you feel it's important for that to sort of be established? Absolutely. And I think that it's important to start with maybe a few points or a few principles, you know, larger companies sometimes have a value statement or principles that they operate around. It's important for everyone to have those so that your narrative can start from a place that is really authentic and that speaks to the things that you really believe in. Right. Yeah. I'm, I just wanted to hit on that just briefly because I think we get so caught up, like we said, marketing and content marketing, it's trending right now. And I think the, mm-hmm. the, um, the perception of that is what does your logo look like and how pretty is mm-hmm. your website and things like that. And yes, that's a part of marketing, but before you can get to that part of marketing, you really need to identify who you are as a brand and understand 
the authentic piece of it so that all of that is cohesive, whether, you know, the images and the, the words that you speak and the, all of that, I feel. And that's sort of what I, that's my aspect of it. Um, and that's why I think it's so important to tap into people like you who do the content marketing or the actual graphic designer or the videographer that does the video content, somebody that is going to take your authenticity and then help you to distribute it and, and, and expose it. Um, but you first got to do the work to understand what that authenticity looks like, sounds like, walks like, and talks like, you know? Mm -hmm. um, so, okay. So now that we've got that covered, what is a good budget? If we said $5 a day, probably is not going to get it. But from your standpoint, content marketing is one that like, it has to be consistent. What do we need to, what does our budget need to look like? What do we need to sort of wrap our mind around if we really want to use this as a tool? The answer, the best answer I can give you is that there is no set answer. And that's something that I hear often from potential clients is, you know, such and such company has a program and it's $200 a month for social media. Um, no matter who you choose to work with, they should not be able to offer you just a flat price because things vary so much by industry. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Your most expensive industries really are going to be uh, your doctors, your lawyers, uh, home services like plumbers, mold remediation, all of those kind of things. Mm -hmm. Those are the most expensive industries to advertise via AdWords or Facebook. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, there are other industries that can be less expensive. And if you're partnered with someone who knows what they're doing in that space, they can help you to find um, the right keywords so that even if you are in one of those expensive demographics, you can maybe spend less money to get those clicks. Mm -hmm. So a little bit of a roundabout answer, but yeah, <laughs> it really yeah. does vary a you, lot. Let's say, let's say that you were going to concentrate your efforts. Um, so, so I guess what you're saying is you really didn't understand your keywords. So there needs mm -hmm. to be a little bit of research there because even if mm -hmm. you're going to do a Facebook ad, let's say you need your keywords to be in the verbiage of that ad. So, mm -hmm that people will like, oh, that's, that's the keyword. They'll, they'll tap into that. That'll be sort of a draw to look at the ad right. in the first place. So first you need to understand and know your keywords. Then you uh -huh. need to kind of have a message that's, that's clear, consistent, and authentic with your brand that people can have a touch point to. And then, so let's assume you have those things. The thing that I don't think entrepreneurs know, but should know is that marketing, digital marketing, especially because of the nature of it, we don't always have an answer. We have a good mm -hmm. guess. You know, I can give you a good guess best based on seven or eight years of experience doing this, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but I don't work for Google or Facebook. You know, um, the best guess that we have is that Google uses over 200 different factors to rank people in search results. I don't know all of those 200 factors. Right. <laughs> there right. are a lot of people in this industry, though, that want to make potential customers believe. Believe, that right. That they know the recipe. Yeah. Well, they're trying to, to sell. To the they're trying to, and they're trying to sell a ticket, you know? They're trying to sell mm -hmm. a ticket. And it's just not fair. And I think, again, that's another thing that gives marketing a bad name. Because those Absolutely. of us who come in and we're honest and we say, listen, this is not an exact science. This is going to take time. If you don't have a budget, this means that your marketing is going to be based on organic connection, which is going to take a time investment. It's going to be mm -hmm. sweat. That's what you're going to have to do. And it's not going to happen overnight. 
um, I was talking to someone last night and she said she had a client who um, hired her to do her social media and were upset because they wanted a thousand followers. She said, Andre, I've been working with them for two weeks and they wanted a mm-hmm. thousand followers. And she was like, I had to sit them down and say, we need to manage your expectations because this is not an exact science. You know, you've got mm-hmm. to give it time and let us test and see what's working. So it's just, you're right. It's important for us to be honest as marketers and let people mm-hmm. know the truth that, you know, we don't have all the answers and this is going to take us some time to get to a sweet spot. And you just got to, you got to have the budget for that. So that's absolutely, that's the truth. So what are some tips that you can share with our listeners to um, maintain not only the content, but the quality, like a quality content and be consistent with that? So really what's key with content is planning. It's Mm -hmm. hard, especially if you're going to do it yourself to write blogs consistently or social media consistently or think of a marketing offer consistently. Um, If you can, it's best to set up content ideas for a three month period and they don't have to be complicated. You can just write down on a piece of paper, you know, week one, we're going to talk about this week two, we're going to talk about this. Mm -hmm. I like to do themes. So, um, you know, I would do maybe one month content marketing, the next month SEO, just think of four topics under those themes and commit to writing them once a week. Um, Even if you do that yourself and then after a while you hire a professional, it is a value to them that you've been consistently posting over this time. It creates um, sort of a record of solid activity that Facebook or Google or whoever it is likes to see. They like to see that your website is active and that when they send people there or when they send people to your Facebook page, you're going to respond, you're going to engage with them, they're going to enjoy the interaction. Right. So um, being consistent is key, but planning is key. you got to set yourself up for success. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And then that all the planning all goes back to knowing what your brand is about. Like, what are you Absolutely. Trying? Because even if you choose a topic, it's from what perspective are you going to speak on that topic as yep. it relates to your brand and what you have to offer. Because mm-hmm. I can talk about, I can talk about the same aspects of marketing that you talk about, but I'm coming at it from a completely different space. Mm-hmm. And you have, but I had to know that for myself. So I, I, it's important. I love that planning piece. That's so important to be consistent and maintain that. So once we've, you know, need to know about that they can tap into your services or anything you've got coming up. I'm actually headed out next week or the end of this week to the Bureau of Digital's Owner Summit in Charleston, South Carolina. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's a conference for small and large digital agency owners to kind of learn what's new in the industry. Mm-hmm. So I'm really excited about that. Um, like I say, the industry changes so often that you've got to really work on staying right on the cutting edge of what's going on. Yes. Yes. So I'm going to be attending that and uh, hopefully we'll get some good blog content out of the new things that I learned there. Excellent. I want you, I would love it. I do want you, but I would love it if you would accept my invitation to come back after that summit and share with us maybe some of the fun stuff you learned um, so that people know that you know it and can come to you to get it. 
I would love to. This is so much fun. Yeah, we will work on, we will get that scheduled behind the scenes. So, you know, we'll talk about it when we hang up from this call. But Mm -hmm. I really, I really, really appreciate you being on the show. And I'm so thankful for the information you share with us. It is valuable. It not Mm -hmm. only will help the people listening, but it definitely helped me, gave me some insight into some of the things that I can do better in my business. Don't forget to join Andrea over on our website where all the deliciousness really happens at andreapatrick.com. You can also find her on Facebook at AF Patrick Consult, Twitter at Andrea F. Patrick, LinkedIn at AF Patrick, and Instagram at AF Patrick. Thanks, and we'll see you next time.